Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. We are here today to uh, go back to Marvel, um, to ignore the two wool laundry balls that I have on my desk. <laughs> um, hey, if that's the only thing you have on your desk, that's great. No, there's a lo- there's a lot of other stuff, but those are like right in front of me because I, I had to move a stack of comics just so that I could get to my microphone. Yeah, no, that's listen. We've all been there. Anyways, uh, we are going back to Marvel. There's a character I wanted to talk about for a little bit, and then we kind of got distracted with some other stuff. But we're gonna do it. I want to talk about Rick Jones. <gasps> Rick. Um, <laughs> Rick Jones is a super interesting character to me because there's like nobody there's like no other character quite like him at Marvel and he like doesn't even really have like an analog at DC it's like Snapper Carr is kind of a similar concept but like Snapper Carr has never been as like prominent as Rick Jones has. It's like Jimmy Olsen is like kind of similar but not really. It's like a combination of like Snapper Carr, Jimmy Olsen, and like Dick Grayson, but specifically the part where everybody's like Dick Grayson's real superpower is that he knows every superhero and they all like him. Um it's it's like a it's a combination of that. But he, uh, he, he occupies a very unique place, um, and he's been through some very unique stuff that we are going to get into today. I feel like Rick Jones just, like, pops up every once, like, enough that I'm like, did we talk about him or, no, we haven't. But that's, that's the thing about Rick Jones, is that he just, like- He's everywhere. He's all over the place, which is why it's, like- kind of nuts to me that he has not been in the MCU. Um, that we know of. That we know of. Who knows? He could have been he there all along. <laughs> yeah. Surprise. Um, Rick Jones is a uh, introduced in 1962. Uh, he is a Stanley Jack Kirby creation. Uh, and he is initially a Hulk character. He's introduced in the first issue of Hulk. And he, his like strongest association remains with the Hulk, even though he bounces around to a lot of things, which, which we'll get into. Um, He is uh, an orphan. He's a teen. He's a musician. We see him, Playing the harmonica at the gamma ray testing site. Great place to play the harmonica. Great place to play the harmonica. Um, he so th- this is this is his first appearance in the first issue of Hulk, the origin story of the Hulk, which is that he is uh dared by some of his friends to uh drive out to this mysterious testing ground which turns out to be um where 
Bruce Banner is doing his gamma radiation experiments. Um, so Bruce, uh, sees this teen, uh, in the middle of this testing site, uh, runs out to save him, like, pushes him to safety, but in pushing him to safety, the gamma radiation hits Bruce's body and turns him into the Hulk. Um, so, right off the bat, central to the Hulk's whole origin story. Um, after that, uh, Rick sticks around as, like, the Hulk's sidekick. Um, he's the only person initially who knows that Bruce Banner is the Hulk because he was there when it happened. Um, (laughs) and he feels responsible because, you know, Bruce became the Hulk by saving him. Um, so he wants to help him. So he like tags along with him and like tries to, you know, prevent the Hulk from causing too much damage or like, you know, figure out like fail safes to like stop the Hulk if like things go out of control. Um, and it's interesting because like, as we've said many times, and like largely the reason, one of the main things that makes the DC universe and the Marvel universe feel different and operate differently is that Stan Lee did not like teen sidekicks. Um, and did not want to give any superheroes teen sidekicks, and in fact, killed off some of the teen sidekicks that already existed. Um, and I don't know- I fucking hate teens. (laughs) I hate teens. Get the teens out of here. Um, and I don't know what it is that- I mean, there, there are obviously things that make Rick different in that, like, He's not in, in like, a, a costume. He's not, like, superheroing. Um, and in that sense, again, it's more of kind of, like, a Jimmy Olsen situation. Um, he is... The Hulk is also, like, not a superhero. So it's, like, there's not really side-kicking to be... Like, you're not working alongside the Hulk, necessarily. You're, you're, you're working occasionally against the Hulk. <laughs> To try and make sure he doesn't, like, destroy a bunch of stuff because you know that Bruce Banner doesn't, like, want to do that. Um, so there's that, that it's not really, like, a traditional sidekick thing. Um, and it's also, like, maybe that it's kind of helpful to have, like, somebody there for the Hulk to be attached to. Like, kind of a a morality pet, I think is the TV (laughs) Tropes term. Um like, a humanizing influence on the Hulk. Um, I can't let down this teen. I can't, God, I got it. Somebody's got to be responsible for this water bottle. This teen's looking up to me. This teen's oh, looking no. up to me, the Hulk. Yes, Hulk, you're very tall. He is only a teen. Yes, exactly. Most people look up to you, the Hulk, but especially this teen. Um, So he is... Uh, Pretty consistent presence in the early Hulk stories. Um, you know, again, not usually getting in the thick of things, but trying to kind of, you know, assist 
Bruce Banner in whatever ways he can. Um, which leads to him joining up with a bunch of other teens in a group called the Teen Brigade, which is not a, like, Teen Titans-style, like, sidekick team, but just a bunch of normal teens um, who use radio to uh, communicate with each other about the Hulk and the Hulk's whereabouts and what's going on and, you know, how do they uh, deal with Hulk-related incidents. Which leads to uh, the second time that Rick has been crucial in the formation of an important element of the Marvel Universe because the reason the Avengers are first created um, is because uh, the Hulk is causing damage and Rick and the Teen Brigade try to call the Fantastic Four to get the Fantastic Four to come help stop the Hulk. Um, but Loki messes with their signal. Um, and so they end up calling uh, the original Avengers. Uh, and then, you know, they stop the Hulk, they fight Loki, then they decide to be the Avengers. Um, so after this, he sort of shifts to becoming a, like, Avengers-associated character. Um, he still, like, hangs around the Hulk. He does, like, at some point the Hulk leaves and Rick goes with him and then uh, ultimately ends up coming back to the Avengers. Um... I remember at some point in the ev- original Avengers run, uh, he finds one of Bucky's old costumes and Steve yeah. absolutely loses it. Yep, yep, yep. That all happens. So he starts uh he starts hanging out with Captain America. Um <laughs> but it's just like he... if you see a costume of a child who died, why would you put that on? Why wh- why would you put that on? Um, yeah, don't, um, don't do that. You, the, the thing is, you could probably assume that Steve has some baggage about that whole situation, but Steve is also constantly talking about his baggage with that whole situation. Yeah, like, I know you're a teen and you're gonna make bad decisions, but my For guy. sure. Oh, buddy. Um, oh, my man. Yeah, so he, um, is, like... Captain America's sidekick, um, after the Hulk kind of, like, goes off on his own, um, he does, uh, (laughs) find Bucky's costume and use it and be like, I'm the new Bucky! And Steve is like, don't! (laughs) (laughs) No. No. Absolutely not. Um. You know what happened to the old Bucky, right, kid? Please. There's a reason why I don't have a quote-unquote new Bucky. (laughs) (laughs) like Bucky is the whole like in-universe explanation for why people don't have teen sidekicks anymore um (laughs) they're like hey it's actually fucked up to bring a child into war huh it's actually we shouldn't we shouldn't do that we should really not we should stop it's not okay when an adult gets exploded but it's definitely not okay when a child gets exploded It's, it's so wicked bad um so, uh, they, they do 
they do get over that <laughs> uh, challenge, that misunderstanding, that discomfort. Um, and he stays on the Steve sidekick for a bit. He gets, like, officially made an Avenger. Um, it's, like, relative... In terms of his various sidekick histories, it's a relatively brief period. Um, but it still is, like, notable, and he still is kind of, like, uh... You know, like, he and Steve still have, like, a distinct, like, dynamic. Um, and he, like, comes up in groups of, you know, Captain America-adjacent characters, uh occasionally um he ends up leaving when i believe it's a period where um uh steve body swaps with the red skull um and so the red skull in steve's body is um acting like a huge asshole and rick is like what the fuck (laughs) i'm leaving um and uh Almost immediately afterwards, he finds a um, mysterious Kree artifact called the Negabands, um, which are a pair of bracelets, like wrist cuffs, um, and they are connected to Captain Marvel, um, which is, this is the, the period of, like, Marvel. The Cree Captain Marvel, not Carol Danvers. Um, the Captain Marvel who is a space alien. Um, <laughs> they're uh connected to Captain Marvel in a way where it's like sort of a body sharing thing, but not quite. It's like whoever's wearing the negabands, they can like switch places with Captain Marvel. And then the other one will go to, like, the negative zone temporarily. And then they can, like, switch back whenever Captain Marvel has done his, you know, whatever he needs to do. So it's, like, kind of functionally the same thing as DC Captain Marvel, where, like, the boy turns into the superhero. Um, But, like... Different in the sense that they are still two distinct people. And also they're both still technically, like, existing at the same time. It's just that one of them is uh, not on this plane of existence while the other one is. How come? They started on the same plane of existence, right? Yeah. Did Marvel just get, like, shunted to the negative zone as soon as Rick put these on? I think so. Um, why would you leave that lying around? Yeah, just put those in, like, a box or something. But, uh, then he is, uh, Marvel's sidekick slash, like, host, kind of? However you want to describe this weird situation, um, for a pretty significant amount of time. Um... They are together during the in original like Kree Skrull War storyline, um, which ends with uh the uh Rick unlocking like a 
hidden power inside himself called the Destiny Force. Um, that enables Look how far him. You've come, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sometimes you're playing the harmonica and watching the Hulk be bored, and then suddenly you've got the Destiny Force. Suddenly you are the wielder of the Destiny Force. Um, it enables him to summon a bunch of uh golden age like characters uh which is what is able ultimately to stop the Kree scroll war so like again here we have like a pivotal point in marvel history and here's rick jones stopping the Kree scroll war um i mean the Kree and the scroll go back to war because they're like constantly at war but this is like the like crossover event storyline, the Cree Scroll War. Um yeah. and uh after that he continues as Marvel's sidekick pretty much until Marvel dies. Um he uh leaves for a little bit um and shows up in Hulk again. Uh and then um ends up going back to Marvel and being there when Marvel dies of cancer. Um Elvo is just a perfectly normal way to die. <laughs> yeah, it's I uh, you you would think that uh with alien physiology you can't necessarily get the human disease of cancer, but I mean look apparently cells? you can. Got Lots cells. of things get cancers. Yeah, no, it's true. If um, you've got cells and they're replicating, cancer watch possible. Out. Cancer is possible. <gasps> oh, watch out. Watch out. Um, Do you have cells? Are they replicating? You may be qualified <laughs> <laughs> for compensation. <laughs> um, He has... A brief tenure with uh Rom the Space Knight. Um just sidekicking for Rom. Um he also Rick also gets cancer. Um he ultimately gets cured by the Beyonder. Um but he gets cancer because the the Hulk is like attacking something and Rick is like I'm the only one who can stop him and, like, shoots himself with gamma rays to become another Hulk. Um, oh, so it's not like I was there when the Hulk got irradiated at the first time and, oh, no, there's consequences for that? Uh, no. It's um, just, let me shoot myself with gamma radiation. Oh, no, yes. I didn't become the Hulk. Yeah. Instead, I just got the perfectly normal side effect of cancer. And yes, um, yes. Uh, although, spoiler alert, though this would probably be obvious, there will be other points down the road, um, where Rick becomes something Hulk adjacent, because it's like, you can't really have, like, a Hulk sidekick and never be like, what if he also got Hulk powers? It's just, it's a, it's a really, it's an inevitable temptation, I think. But, uh, after... He's with Rom. He goes back to being the Hulk sidekick. Um, during this period, he is briefly um, his own, like, Hulk 
adjacent guy, but it doesn't last very long. It's it's like a werewolfy cut, like he's Rick Jones during the day, and then he like transforms into the a Hulk at night. But uh, they solve it. They fix him. Um, this is, I think, the Peter David Hulk era, which is um, when they start getting a bunch of different Hulks, and you have, like, the Grey Hulk and Joe Fix-It, um, and all of the, the, the various Hulks, and this is where he meets, um, Marlo Chandler, who will become his kind of long-term love interest who is also a very fun character. She's introduced um, as, like, she's been uh, sort of, like, having a uh, having a relationship with uh, Joe Fix-It, who is um, the version of the Hulk who's a kind of, like, mobster. Yeah. <laughs> um, without... Uh, realizing that he's the Hulk or that he's like, you know, this like separate personality of a different guy. And then like she breaks up with Joe Fixit and then later she like meets like uh well she meets Rick and Rick has like written a memoir about his, you know, completely buckwild life. Um My Adventures with the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh, she meets Rick, and the two of them kind of hit it off. And then Rick ends up introducing her to, like, Bruce and... Uh, <laughs> She's like, that's Joe Fix-It. That's my, that's my ex-boyfriend, Joe Fix-It. Um, he was a gangster. <laughs> yeah. Um, he uh, introduced him to Bruce and Betty, Bruce's love interest, and then... Uh, Betty, like, breaks up with Bruce for, like, a little while, and, like, she moves in with Marlo, and they become best friends, which is cute. Um, but what if they held hands? But what if they held hands? Okay, fun fact about Marlo Chandler. Um, she is actually bi. Oh uh, yeah. And she dates Moondragon for a little bit. <laughs> Good. Good, yeah. incredible. It rules. So they were roommates, but they might have also been roommates. <laughs> they might have also been roommates. You never know. And Rick's like, this is fine. I support this. Yeah, exactly. Um, during this period, um, Rick gets kidnapped by this woman named uh, Jackie Shore, who uh, claims to be his like biological mother. Uh, and then it turns out that she, like, is, like, a serial killer who used to work at the orphanage where Rick grew up. And she's been, like, kidnapping kids from the orphanage and murdering them. Um, so Rick is kidnapped by her and he escapes, but she stabs Marlo uh, and kills her. Come on. Uh, then, yeah, I know. Uh, but then uh, Rick goes on, like, a quest to bring her back, is, like, talking to all of these superheroes because he knows a bajillion of them. Um, He's like, I know y'all bitches have died so many times. You, listen, tell me your secrets. Um, How do I get my girlfriend back? And they're like, please okay, well, give me first my girlfriend you gotta... back. 
Uh, and ultimately, uh, the Hulk's, like, nemesis leader, um, or the leader, is, like, just gets annoyed with how much Rick is asking people to bring his girlfriend back. And he's like, here, I made a device to bring your girlfriend back. So <laughs> he didn't have to do, like, it? an Orpheus sort of walk into the underworld. Um, he, uh, he doesn't Some have to do that. just, like, pathetic. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, exactly. Like, no, I've had enough. Um, it brings her back initially in a coma and then ultimately she wakes up and is seemingly back to normal um i love that seemingly it uh later will be retconned in that like when she came back like a like part of death took up residence in her soul um and now she's kind of like a host of death uh and sometimes gets, like, death powers and has to go do, like, death things. Um, which honestly just makes her even cooler. Sometimes you me. get a little possessed as a treat. Yeah, exactly. And then, uh, after she comes back, that's something that's retconned in somewhat later. Um, when she first comes back, it's just like, hooray! Uh, and they get married. Um... They, um, break up when, uh, Rick gets, like, uh, attacked by the- the Hulk, um, becomes a horseman of Apocalypse, uh, and then, uh, becomes, you know, evil and attacks Rick, and Rick ends up in a wheelchair, and he's extremely depressed about it, um, and, you know- when Bruce, like, is himself again, um, he feels really bad, and he's upset, and Marlo's upset, and then, like, Betty dies, and everybody's upset, um, and the two of them break up for a little bit, but they do eventually get back together. They've, they've been on and off, like, many, many times, but also that's, that's comic it's, books. It's, it's a comic book. <laughs> it's a comic book, baby. Um, after this, we are now in kind of the late 90s. Um, there is an event called Avengers Forever in which Rick has to once again uh, tap into the Destiny Force um, and summon a bunch of Avengers from like different universes and like time streams uh in order to fight uh kang i think um it makes sense if there's time stream shenanigans yeah of course uh and uh at the end of this one of the people involved in this is uh Janice vel who is marvel's son uh phyla vel's brother who uh becomes Captain Marvel. Um and he and Rick end up in the same situation that Rick and Marvel were in basically. Um the whole d d body switcheroo thing. Um You'd think they would learn. <laughs> you'd think they would stop doing this. Um 
And after this, I think I think Janice Fell has his own like Captain Marvel solo series in which Rick is uh obviously a major character. Um at some point Rick like gets super old after some kind of Thanos does something. Um he sends him to the beach that makes you old. He sends him to the beach that makes you old. Thanos, that that bastard. Um, <laughs> and uh, ultimately they manage to get him back to uh, normal. At which point I think they all... I don't know if it's here or if it happens before this. But he does um, like regain the ability to walk and he's not in a wheelchair anymore. Which is very like... I mean... Comics. Like, yeah, comics. <laughs> Like, I'm glad he's happy about it, but also I think more characters should be in wheelchair. I think this is, like, a, like, pretty good choice for a character to put in a wheelchair because, like, he's not, like, fighting people, so you don't have to come up with an excuse as to, like, well, we can't have him be in a wheelchair because, like, uh, how will he do fights? Even though you can still have people in wheelchairs, like... You know, do fights, <laughs> do like superhero fights. It's like that's like always the excuse, and it's like now you don't even have that. Like, like come on, come on. Um, at least be creative about your ableism. Yeah, honestly, me the comics all the time. <laughs> um, like this is just insulting. <laughs> I know. Um, towards uh. The end of this series, uh, Janice, like, goes kind of, uh, gains, like, too much power and starts, like, thinking of himself as, like, a god, basically. Um, and, uh... Rookie mistake. (laughs) Classic rookie mistake. Like, destroys the universe and then, like, rebuilds it, but with, like, just himself and Rick. And Rick is like, okay, buddy, um... Can you put it back, please? Hey, um, um, so I do like you, but not, uh, not, um, not like only two people in the universe like you. Yeah. Um, they, like, ultimately, like, he gets to a point where he's, like, not, like, universe destroying, but just kind of, like, unhinged. Um... And Rick is like, okay, um, I, it's that's prob- good enough. <laughs> it's yeah, it's, it's it's good enough. It's probably time we uh, wrap this whole thing up, uh, and they figure out how to like separate the bond and the two of so them. So they just weren't trying. <laughs> they just weren't trying hard enough. Um, <laughs> Rick's like, yeah, okay, this is getting to be a bit too much for me. I had fun. I really did. But, <laughs> yeah, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> it's sort of like, like, Jenna's has, like, you know, d- d- ultimate cosmic power now. Um, so he probably can just be like, and done. Um, in the early 2000s, um, he makes a few sort of cameos, um, he shows up in Runaways, which is the first place I saw him, um, as part of the, like, group of kind of, like, like the, 
Hey teens, it's tough out there. Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah, it's tough out there. Like AA for teen sidekicks. Um, He's like, look, I've gone, like, read my memoir. Are you sure? Are you sure about this? And I Um, wasn't even really doing the superheroing. I was just there. (laughs) Um, This um, doesn't, like... This is not a great thing for the Runaways, but that's also not really Rick's fault. Um, and it's mostly because of the the teens who are, like, trying to resurrect Alex's dad. <laughs> it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Um, he shows up in World War Hulk, as, you know, the Hulk is... Um, <laughs> the Hulk got blasted into space by the Illuminati, and then he comes back. And he's, uh, wicked super extremely mad, and he's- Well, yeah, because a lot of those people were his friends. <laughs> a lot of those people were his friends, and they blasted him into space, um, and he was, uh, trapped on a planet, and, like, a bunch of horrible things happened, and now he's, um, making them all fight <laughs> in gladiator rings, um, and Rick's like, hey, buddy, hey, champ, listen- <laughs> Um, you're not wrong to be upset. Um, I think you should stop, uh, doing so much violence because I feel like when you calm down, you're going to feel bad about it. Um, and then, uh, Rick gets stabbed, um, by Meek, who's trying to, uh, like, goad Bruce into, like, getting mad again. (laughs) And, uh, Rick lives, um, and, uh, it's later revealed was, uh, captured by Modoc and the leader and experimented on, um, and turned into a, a Hulk, um, a, a Hulk-like being, uh, called A-Bomb, um, which, uh... <laughs> It's fine, I guess. Um, it's, <laughs> sure. It's, it's not a great name, but fine. Um, at, at a certain point, you run out of, like, nuclear bomb sort of related names. Yeah. No, it's true. He um, was too late to the game. <laughs> um, And this one does stick for a little while. Um, So he, like, he transforms in kind of the same way that Hulk does. Um, but he's because like, uh, you know, Modoc and the leader did this to him. He's like programmed to like kill Bruce Banner basically. So he attacks him and they fight. Um, and, uh, they do like manage to, uh, like, get him to not be evil and want to kill the Hulk, but he remains as A-bomb um, for a while after they kind of, you know, get him back into his right mind. He uh, is there. This is like the late 2000s, early 2010s. And then he stays like that until 2014 uh when a um another 
another new like Hulk persona um starts like going around and trying to like de-hulk everybody who has Hulk powers so he like uh injects Rick with a a cure uh and he goes back to being just Rick um but for some reason um this has the side effect of giving him like super like brain powers um he is able to like like prodigy sort of but not like he doesn't learn things from people he just learn thing learns things like almost instantaneously um and he uses this to uh become a hacker um <laughs> and classic yeah you gotta you you gotta um and he starts going by whisperer um which is kind of fun uh better than a bomb <laughs> better than a bomb for sure um he uh becomes sort of a whistleblower because he discovers that uh shield and Maria Hill, I think specifically, are trying to, like, create, like, cosmic cube weapons, um, or, like, make a new, more powerful cosmic cube, and, uh, he, like, leaks this information, and then he gets, uh, captured by S.H.I.E.L.D., um, and then the new Avengers decide to rescue him. He, like, gets a message out to them, and they decide to, they're, because... <laughs> The new Avengers as a group are very cause problems on purpose type of people. Um <laughs> are like, yeah, we'll break into Shield. <laughs> we'll break into Shield to save Rick Jones. Um They're like, this... I was just waiting for an excuse to break into Shield. Yeah, hell yeah. Um this uh storyline is where we get one of uh Briar's favorite panels of all time, which is that uh when Clint is helping Rick escape uh one of the shield agents is like Barton don't make this difficult for yourself and he's like agent I was born difficult for myself it's so fucking good it's so 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 good it's so good <laughs> um I uh I I love this as like a concept for where Rick's I mean, obviously, it's like, oh, like, he's just doing, like, oracle shit. It's like, I love that, obviously. I think that's, like, a good place to take his character. Um, but, uh, it does start going some different places. Um, during the, during the storyline where Captain America is a Nazi, um. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, fucking we hate all, that one. Every we time all, we have to bring it up, <laughs> we all hate that one. We all hate to see it. Um, nobody liked it, um, except for Nazis. Except for Nazis. Um, sorry if you liked this comic for a non-Nazi reason. I have no idea what that would be, but <laughs> um, red flag. Honestly, yeah. Uh, Rick. Um, leaks a bunch of data about, um, what's going on with Steve and the Hydra thing and what, the whole thing that's happening. He manages- Rick's like, y'all, Captain America's a Nazi and I don't know what to do about it. Yeah. 
Um, he Help. Manages- <laughs> he manages to get it into the hands of a team a teen named uh Rayshon Lucas um who ends up uh becoming like the new patriot and like Sam Wilson's kind of sidekick but uh after he uh gets the info out he is uh captured by Captain America's evil Captain America's like Hydra agents uh, and executed by firing squad. Um, God, which is uh, just just one of of Nazi Captain America's many 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 crimes. Um, after this, he comes back. We are uh, we're we're getting we're getting close. We're getting close to to present day. Um, he comes back in Immortal Hulk. Um, which, <laughs> Immortal Hulk, Immortal Rick Jones. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's genuinely kind of a theme of the book. Um, he comes back in Immortal Hulk, which is a like very like horror adjacent Hulk series. Uh, written by Al Ewing, who also wrote. The new Avengers story where they rescue him from S.H.I.E.L.D., I believe. So I think... Hey, Al, do you just really like Rick Jones? Do you just really want to keep using Rick Jones? Um, It's okay if you do. It's fine. I also like Rick Jones. I like to see him. Um, He, uh... His body gets dug up and experimented on. And he gets turned into, um... Another a a Hulk sort of thing again, but like way way worse and more fucked up looking. Um, he's it's like a whole kind of body horror vibe. Um, it's terrible. Uh, <laughs> attacks the Hulk. Um, Bruce manages to figure out that it is rick and they manage to like undo it and like rescue like human rick um after that he is like when he comes back he's like seemingly back to normal but it turns out he's like being uh mind controlled by the leader um and then he like uh fuses like with this uh guy named Delbert Fry who they were like also doing experiments on and then he like mutates into like another like scary body horror form and uh he ends up in the series Gamma Flight which is like a spin-off from Incredible Immortal Hulk about a bunch of supporting characters where he eventually uh, unfuses with Delbert, gets back to normal, <laughs> has his body back, um, and is like, okay, I am gonna take a break from this. <laughs> I gotta write another memoir. <laughs> I gotta write, I gotta write a sequel to my memoir, because like, hey guys, you are not gonna believe what happened to me after the crazy shit I already told you about. Um, 
And after this, he very recently, I think last year, um, showed up in an Infinity comic, which is like, uh, Marvel's kind of online, like, webtoon-ish, like, they're, they're all canon, I believe, unless stated otherwise, but they're also kind of, uh, they're usually kind of, like, smaller scale stories or, like, one-offs or something. Um, he gets a story in one of those where he, uh, meets up with Janice Vell again, uh, and Janice is like, we, <laughs> we gotta merge again. I, I, I've got, uh, my, you know, whatever, my powers are going out of control, and the only way to fix it is for us to merge again, and Rick's like, okay, um. <laughs> it's okay to just say that you miss someone, my guy. It's okay to just be like, can we hang out? <laughs> yeah. Um. You don't have to make up that, like, your powers are going out and the only way to fix it. Yeah. Um. Have you been reading, uh, Kamala Khan's fanfiction? Because uh, <laughs> this seems like... Yeah. Um. Listen, it's great fanfiction, <laughs> but it's not necessarily a model for your relationships. No, like, Merge or Die doesn't really, uh, hold Be- up. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the two of them go on a little, uh, space adventure. Marlo is there. Um, Marlo, I think at the end of the story, like, agrees to, like, fully merge with death. Um, which Rick is kind of sad about, but also it's, like, kind of cool. So (laughs) I support her in her choices. Um, and, uh... That is the last we've seen of him. Um, so, yeah, I, um, I... What a wild ride for Mr. What a completely wild ride. What, like, a totally buck wild ride to go on. Um, I think Rick is super fun. Um, I think there's a lot of fun stuff you can do with him. Um, even if you just kind of, like, have him, like, hanging around to, like be the guy that all the superheroes are friends with. Like, I still think that's fun. Um, again, I'm, like, because he's not, like, a, like, you know, like, a huge, like, A-list character, but he's, like, so, he's so strongly, like, Avengers-associated that I'm surprised he has not been in the MCU. Um, and I, I think part of that is just that, like, they haven't had, uh... Who would they attach him to? Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, they did... The one solo Hulk movie, like, doesn't really count. I saw something on his Wikipedia article that was, like... He was supposed to be in, like, The Incredible Hulk, but Edward Norton wrote him out. It's like, Edward Norton specifically was like, Edward no, Rick. like, no. This is my show. I'm not sharing it with a teen. No teens. Um No teens allowed. But yeah, I I I think he's a lot of fun. Um obviously Amadeus Cho is kind of like the spiritual successor to Rick Jones in the sense of being a teen who hangs around with the Hulk. Um and I 
it has been established. I love Amadeus Cho. Um, and I think it would be fun to have, like, a, like, Rick and Amadeus team up and go on some sort of adventure story. I think that would be be very good. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the totally wild ride of Rick Jones. There's honestly a bunch of stuff, like, I skipped over, because it's been, (laughs) it's been (laughs) so much. Um... But did you have uh, anything else to bring up or to discuss? Um, I didn't read any comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did watch season two of Our Flag Means Death this week. Oh, boy. Uh, so that was nice. It was actually the day that they announced that it was canceled. My brain was <laughs> like, all right, it's time. And I'm like, it's time. Now? You yeah. choose now? I guess. We could have watched this at any time since it came out, and you choose now. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was good that, like, I wasn't, like, getting ready for another season. Like, I was watching yeah. it knowing, like, this is all I'm getting. Um, But, like, really, Brain? We couldn't have done this any other time? Yeah. <laughs> we had I to d- do this now? I do think, like, watching it with that in mind... um. This isn't a spoiler. I do think they they end it in a place where it feels like they were kind of like, okay, if we don't get another season, we still want this to feel like a somewhat it's, satisfying <laughs> conclusion. It's better than ending where season one left off. Yeah, that's for sure. So you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Sure, fine. There's like, uh, I'm pretty sure that it's been said on record that, like, I think I could do three seasons of this and get the story told that I want to tell. And it's like, you couldn't have just green-lighted them for one more season? Yeah, like, come on. Come on, just one more? That's all they need. Just one? Okay. So, um, I also spent ten hours yesterday reading a single fanfiction. <laughs> today i was like i should read comics and then i was like i can't read another word of anything right now god i'll just talk about the other two things that i did this week which was our flag means death and one crit roll fan fiction because sometimes you cosplay a wizard and it digs up all those old wizard feelings that you don't you thought you thought you were you thought you were done with them and it turns out they were only taking a little rest. <laughs> anyway, how about you? Um, I did. I did read some comics. Um, as you saw. Um, uh, I comics I picked up this week. One, um, Ultimate Spider-Man by Jonathan Hickman. Um, it was very, very good. I don't think I'm going to keep up with it monthly because I'm not enough of a Spider-Man person to make that much of a commitment. Um but it's very 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 good. Uh and if you are a big Spider-Man person, I if you're a big Spider-Man person, you probably read it already, but um really excellent. Uh the new Ultimates universe is like uh the maker 
who is an evil Reed Richards, I think. Um, I think I'm pretty. Sounds sure. right. Um, Sounds right. Yeah, is like like is like tr- created a, a universe without superheroes. So Peter Parker has like uh, Uncle Ben's alive. He's like 40. He's got like a normal life. He's married to MJ. They've got two kids. Um, he's very happy, but it feels like something's missing. Uh, and then he, I mean, it's Spider-Man. Spoilers. He gets a message from, uh, a teen, uh, Tony Stark, time-traveling teen Tony Stark, um, who's like, you were supposed to be Spider-Man. Uh, and he becomes Spider-Man. Um... Also, He's like, uh, that's what was missing. A yeah. radioactive spider bite. Yes. Um, also, uh, Ben works with Jonah at the Daily Bugle. I almost called it the Daily Planet. Um, <laughs> and they're like best friends. And <laughs> friend of the show, Sam, posted like a very cute page about like Jonah talking to Peter about Ben. Um, and Briar was immediately like, did Jonah marry Peter's uncle? It's like, no, the vibe really felt like that, though. The vibe was very much like you're friends with your in-laws and you're having a hard time with, uh, your relative and, but you're still friends with your, like, in-law. And so you're just like, how's he doing? And it's like, well, you could ask him that. You could just talk to him. Yeah. We love to talk, him and I. God. Um, it's it's so it's it's so much. It's very good. Um I also uh bought Rise Saving the Best for Last, huh? Saving the best saving the best for last. Uh Rise of the Powers of X Doug is back. Long, we have a Doug sighting, folks. We we've got it. Doug Doug watched 2024. Our long national nightmare has finally ended. Doug is there. He's alive. Um, he's on the island with Professor X, and they're coming up with a potential scheme to save mutants. Um, a bunch of other stuff happens, obviously. That's, like, literally the la- second-to-last page of the issue. Most of the issue happens in, like, an alternate timeline ten years in the future. Um, that, uh, is very cool and has, like, a lot of cool moments and interesting stuff happens and interesting ideas are introduced. But I was looking for Doug and I found him. He, uh, he's hanging in there. Uh, the data page at the end has, like, um, bios of, like, here's who's working with Professor X. And it has, like, Professor X, Rasputin 4, um, who he recruited in, uh, Fall of the House of X. Um, and a couple redacted ones. And Doug, uh, but Doug's, like, little bio is, like, uh, he's a, uh, you know graduate of the Xavier School, additionally redacted, and then it's like, powers, uh, can understand and communicate in any language, also redacted. (laughs) So it's like, something definitely happened (laughs) while he was inside that island. Oh my god. Um, How do you get out of the island? I assume it's going to explain how- Tell me, X-Men. 
how he got out of the island. I assume Professor X did something to get him out of the island, but maybe the island personally got him out of the island, or maybe he got himself out of the island. I assume it He's will just be like, explained. hey, island, I need to help my friends. Um, yes. I'm assuming whatever the additional redacted stuff is Krakoa related. Um, because like Charles has a line where he's like, Doug, like you're not acting like yourself. Like I know Krakoa is sick and that's affecting you. Um, so something, 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 boy, boy, island. Um, but Doug he's back. just loves to be sympathetically bonded with. <laughs> he can't get enough of it. <laughs> he will not stop. He's like, ah. Gotta fill this void that Warlock was. Hey, Island. Hey, Island. <laughs> or, or the Island's like, hey, hey. You've been sympathetically bonded to Warlock for so long. I can see that it's eating you from the inside out to be by yourself, um, <laughs> alone in your own head. <laughs> I can fix that for you. I got, I got an idea for you, my bud. <gasps> Um, and Doug's like, I don't know, it feels like cheating on Warlock. And it's like, look, if Warlock comes back, there's enough room in here for all three of us. Yeah, you can be sympathetically bonded to uh, more than one d- d- powerful and non-human like, entity. And Doug's like, damn, you're right. There wow. is enough room in here for all three of us. So true. Um, so true, Island. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Um, His wife is just like, what the fuck? What the fuck is going on? Um, I mean, like, I knew this when we got arranged married, but, like, come on. <laughs> he couldn't just, like, hold off for, like, t- one second. No, he can't. He no. has to do this. He, no, yeah. Um, also, I um, picked up the new issue of Wolverine because it is co-written by Victor Laval, who wrote the excellent, excellent, excellent uh, Sabretooth miniseries um because the new wolverine storyline is called sabertooth war and it's about uh sabertooth like seeking his ultimate revenge on it's not even revenge he just hates wolverine (laughs) seeking the (laughs) ultimate destruction of wolverine um the ultimate fuck you (laughs) yeah uh and it uh it was it was um brutal (laughs) It was quite gruesome. Um, some uh, significant deaths right out the gate in pretty horrifying fashion. Um, but it was very well written. So I I haven't read. Obviously, I haven't like read any of the Wolverine solo series before this. Um. So I don't know a lot of what Wolverine's been up to besides Wolverining. Um, but this was cool. I uh I updated one of my friends who uh really enjoys Sabretooth on what was going on, and they were like, listen, do I support that? No. But do I support him? Also no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, listen, sometimes you just enjoy a guy who is the worst a guy could possibly be. Sometimes um, you just like to see how bad he be. Yeah, how bad he be. And he he be he be bad. Oh. Um anyways, that is it. We have 
gone so long and most of that was because of rick jones um rick jones just has so much going on it's not our fault he's got a lot to unpack um if you want to keep up with us and see when we post new episodes you can follow us on uh twitter tumblr instagram and facebook at capes and japes you can send us an email to capes and japes at gmail.com uh we have a discord server where you can uh <laughs> look at uh j jonah jameson and ben parker potentially being married <laughs> they're not but it seems like they should be um the tone of the conversation yes really really very strongly even r- reading it even knowing what the context was i was kind of like did they get did they get married um like he's borrowing a bow tie. It yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, it's so much. <laughs> uh, we have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can get bonus content. Uh, watch stuff with us. Help us pick what we talk about. If you aren't able to do that, but you want to help out in another way, leaving a rating and review is a very cool. Telling a friend about the show if you think they might be interested in it, and just coming back and joining us, as you've done once again. So thank you for being with us for this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. Uh.